I farted. Should we record this? Oh, I farted. Yeah. Oh, are we? <laughs> I'm sneaky well, Pete like that. You guys. <laughs> and, um, I, I remember, I can't remember if it was either like, like late, late high school or early college. And, but I remember watching it and I like, I genuinely liked the show. I liked the concept of it. But man, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty badly executed. And <laughs> for me, it was, and the reason why I watched it was because I love Cree Summer. And Cree Summer was, one of the voice actors, she was the voice of uh, of Nefertina, the, the the lady mummy. Oh, okay. And um, I, I I watched it just because I think it was one of those ones where I I just watched. It. I don't want to say I hate watched it, <laughs> but <laughs> I watched it because it was there and it was animated, and I didn't want to watch any other stupid stuff that was on. So I didn't have t- a cable TV. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? It's here. I'm just gonna watch it, and I think I started. Like more uh, like absorbing the episodes more than watching it because I would like be working and hearing <laughs> oh. it in the background and oh yeah, yeah. start knowing the characters and all that and I got the the theme song memorized and stuck in my head and, <laughs> and then next thing I was like hey this cartoon isn't half bad uh, it it's ain't all, half good we'll say, either <laughs> it, it's about three, it's about two thirds bad but should should we uh, do something resembling an intro might as well. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the what? Do, wait, what is this show called? Saturday morning beefcast. This is our <laughs> Halloween special edition. Uh, we try to think of something really cool uh, to talk about that wasn't as you know. We could talk about you know anything Halloween related that anybody wanted. But mummies alive, you guys. Mummies alive. We're gonna be talking about mummies alive today. Um, in particular, episode forty-two. Um, <sighs> Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Huxley is just like I saw the title and I was like I, we got to talk about this because it just sounded right up the Halloween alley um, we're so going to run blind right into this we're, we're going to run blind and this is this is probably going to be it might be one of the longest episodes we've done so far but you guys are going to enjoy it so my name is Jay from Metroprop Gaming and with me as always is Eric from Super Secret Project X and uh, Sheeta from What He Said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, what he said is that dot com or dot net? What he said. What he <laughs> said. <laughs> that needs to be a website. Oh, what he said. <laughs> oh, what he said. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> I I want to I want to start this with something I heard. It was one of the it was one of the Pixar guys, like one of the top Pixar guys. They mm. they were they were confused, and it in and what they were confused about makes complete sense to me. They were like. Why do we keep remaking good movies? Why do we do this? There's already a good version of Jaws. There's already a good... It's the original version. Why is Disney redoing... What we need to do is redo movies that had a great idea but sucked. Right. And this is what Mummies Alive is to me. (laughs) The idea is so good. It is a really great concept and... I just I feel like like as I was watching it, I was like, wow, this would be really this would be really fun as like a live action series. Like I just yeah. I just felt it in my, my giblets. It was just like <laughs> that's what I want to see. <laughs> it, it's it's one of those things where I, I go and I'm like, all right, you have the whole ancient storyline and the prince that's killed and the bodyguards that get mummified with them and then 
the prince is reincarnated and the mummies show up and they're like magical living dead heroes everything about this i like from what i understand though (laughs) apparently the the prince his his technically his body was never found right which is why they're the the um the four guards are there because they finally found the spirit of this prince and now they're protecting him and all it's a good idea and um yeah i it, it is i'm i just Wow, they they really um they they really made toys for this. <laughs> they did, <laughs> yeah. They had, they, had yeah. A, they had a series of toys. It was a short run. Um, mm-hmm. There were five inch toys um, produced produced or um, developed by Hasbro, yep. and I think another company might have jumped in at the very end. But they came out with the initial set, and then then later they came out with like oh the kid and somebody else, yep. and the later they went the fewer toys they made and the more rare they became. I think the last set that came out um, came out in the UK and those are like among the, the most rare out of all of them. Um, I didn't look up any pictures. I could probably do that right now, but um, it, I was just like, I, I want to find these toys now because apparently they have like um, scream features where like they look normal and then you do something to them and they rah, just like the real Ghostbusters toys that came out. They had a, a series where you, you know, the head would stretch and the tongue would come out. I think they're yes. really awesome. <laughs> Amazing alive toys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they look really nice and they look really 90s. And I, I, just, yep. I just love it. Yeah, I they, actually. Those are really solid. Those are really yeah. solid toys. I actually kind of wanted a, a Nefertina toy because, again, a big pre summer fan. Mm-hmm. And um, and also a big fan of having like female <laughs> empowerment toys and all that stuff. And yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, just. Unfortunately, I well, I think yeah, being in college, broke college kid, couldn't get like couldn't pick up any toys. But by the time I was like, hey, I'm gonna try and find some, long gone, and I ain't paying eBay prices. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely not. It, and and here's what what to, to me this is what I loved about the show is and it's just like Thundercats. It's those transformation sequences that oh. they spent a million dollars on. <laughs> you know, and if the and I'm not saying it had to be perfect, but if the rest of the show had that level of style to it. Like, I just love the fact that they were putting in like the cheesy Egyptian hieroglyph where the guys are like doing that sort of stuff while they're mm-hmm. trans. I mean, it was hokey, but it was perfect. It was like it, the yeah. transformation sequences. I go like mummy's alive. Just give me a Blu-ray of the transformation sequences. Good. Like 20 bucks for like, 15 seconds of animation. <laughs> but I mean, but it's, it's really cool. Like, like the, uh, the serpent guy and uh, the Bastet character, Nefertina, and they've got all this great shadowing and style and movement. And then the rest of the show is like the thing we want. <laughs> <laughs> and then it comes back to reality. <laughs> and then we go, hello. Wow. Ninja Turtles was deep by comparison to this. <laughs> There will be no, there will be no Ninja Turtle slander in my presence. Okay? I think that is a slander. That was not slander. Turtles was exactly what it was supposed to be. So but we know what it is. You know, a little, so a little background on the show. Um, it was a Canadian American uh, cartoon produced by uh, Deke um, in 1997. There's only one season. Um, Oh, actually, I'm sorry. This isn't episode 42. There's 42 episodes 
in uh, season one. This is episode uh, 28 that we're going to be talking about. Um, and uh, Deke, as you know, did some of the best. Well, some of these I didn't even realize Deke, um, Deke did, like uh, Rainbow Bright, mm-hmm. um, Inspector Gadget, the little real Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yes. My favorite out of the list that I found was the Get Along Gang. But that we'll save that for like down the road. We'll talk about the get along game. Oh, the get along game. <laughs> um, awesome. When I saw the real Ghostbusters, though, and then I kept uh, digging into it, um, the you know uh, writer director of Real Ghostbusters was Ivan Reitman, who also was an executive producer on this show, mm-hmm. which I was like, whoa, nice. <laughs> That explains kind of why some of it, and I'm not slamming the show completely. Right. Well, what I'm saying is there's so much promise here that they got me like way up here. Yeah. And then they did like an 80s power slam and wrestling on me. You know, I'm going <laughs> home like, what? Classic monster? I love mummies. What? It's like a Power Ranger team of mummies? What? Great transformation <laughs> sequences. And then... Off the top rope! Boom! Eric is destroyed. You're going down, brother. <laughs> You're going down, brother. <laughs> Not today, brother. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it's um, it, it's it's got great people behind it. Um, like um, Ashita, you mentioned Chris Summer, mm-hmm. who was also um the voice of Penny on Inspector Gadget mm-hmm. for Deke. Um, you got Bill Switzer, Dale Wilson, uh, Scott McNeil, who did Piccolo. Um, and other Dragon Ball Z characters, uh, Gerard Plunkett and Pauline Newstone, who did a lot of voices on Captain N, Hamataro, Ranma, and was also a voice on DBZ, did the, um, uh, who was that one? I forgot to write it down. Um, the one company that produced some of the Dragon Ball Z um, episodes here in the States, um, but uh, she voiced uh, Frieza. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. So lots of good people working on this. Lots of good uh, power. I mean, Ivan Reitman. I mean, come on, that's that's, that's pretty awesome. That's almost that's like you know, Steven Spielberg producing the Animaniacs. You yeah, got Ivan Reitman exactly. producing Mummy's Alive. <laughs> but, but that's, that's, awesome. that's what I'm saying is that there yeah. was some, like for example in the beginning of this episode and and uh, yes the cheese filter is on I realize mm. but I appreciate yeah. good cheese. So I do, but it good has to be good cheese. And at the beginning of this was some good cheese. There's this ra- there's this uh, chase at the beginning. Oh and my god! What is filling the road? It is like the most golden Egyptian statue villains ever. And is I that mean, what they were? I'm like, okay. So the, the the I thought I missed something. I thought the video I was watching was like cut off at the beginning, and I was missing something. I don't know what's going on. It starts with this chase and they're in the mummy mobile or yes. whatever the heck they call it. Yes. And, and I'm like, okay, where this, and who's chasing them? Yeah. These I, are the, the bad, these are the, the minions of the bad guy. The main bad guy, if I remember his name is Scarab. Yeah. And, yeah. And he, these are his, these are the faceless uh, droid minions that are easily, de- easily can be destroyed and blown up. They're like <laughs> statues, right? Yeah. I don't remember them being yeah. statues. Yeah. Cause you, you see, yeah, they're stone, if I'm not mistaken. You see them coming around the corner. They're being chased in a car, almost like cops and robbers. It was hilarious. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I didn't really get a good look at who was in that vehicle and that's shooting at them. And then you've got the the line of, you know, mummy statue evil guys in the road. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Who was in the car? Because as they are being chased, the car is behind them. 
they do something and the car flies up and crashes into another car and explodes. And I'm like, dear God, I hope there's weren't like normal people in there because that is just gruesome <laughs> for a kid's cartoon. Even in the 90s, I'm like, you just straight up murdered these people. Yeah. And you're worried about your hubcap. Oh yeah, I was just I was just checking that out. They were going like the hubcap goes rolling. Which yeah. I actually was kind of like, all right, that's not bad. Where is this going? It's not like you think yeah. of magical mummy heroes having a mummy mobile, whatever right. the heck it's called. <laughs> and, and and then its spinning rims go flying <laughs> off, you know? <laughs> you know, and it's, just, it's, like, it's like there's elements of this where I'm like, okay, it's cheesy, a little yeah. dumb. I'm good with dumb. Right. Let's see where this is going. You know. And and one of the things they keep mentioning is like, oh, oh, that that hubcap fell off. Oh, we have to get that, and because you inscribed things on it, and we can't let people know about us. You're driving around like a maniac in downtown yep. Pittsburghistan or wherever the heck you guys are, and and in this bright red vehicle getting chased, like people are gonna see you like what are you doing <laughs> now here's the first thing that if i was to remake this i would have done the, i i get it it's the 90s the mummy yeah. mobile was yeah. a toy they were selling a toy absolutely i get it as a matter yeah. of fact for that function it was kind of yeah. cool for what it was right but if i was doing the show i would have been like dude magical egyptian chariots being pulled by mummified horses yeah, like you where'd the that, technology come from? That's what I'm saying, Pickle. I want a little more magic in the show, and yeah. I kind of want to get these scenes where people are on the street, like not knowing if these are heroes or not, because they're freaking mummies. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> just running for their lives. fire! What are these creeping things? mummy horses? <laughs> on the way, I'm here to help you. <laughs> time i did i wanted to see one of them do like the mummy thing and go like the one of the plagues of egypt comes out of its mouth (laughs) to be fair later on we get just like one second of that Mm -hmm. way way later on and they they have done that throughout the series and stuff it's yeah it's yeah it's it's the it's the scare factor of the mummies part and that's the that's the um one what was one of the selling points but the main point Mm -hmm. is they're showing their toys in the beginning of the episode. <laughs> oh, no, no, I, I get it. I'm just saying there's a good shtick with oh, them yeah. being scary, magical yeah. mummy creatures. Yeah. And they keep kind of skipping over the most obvious kind of like, dude, make them a little creepy. Little boys like that. You want to sell oh, yeah. toys to little boys? It was the 90s. Creepy <laughs> wasn't in. Like, oh, no. I think that's was... part of little boys' DNA. No, actually, oh, the we're 90s. We're stinky. We like gross stuff. Yeah. Oh, but at, <laughs> we're, we're talking to the like we were going into the time of extreme at that point. Yeah, that's true. We were we were coming off I mean, with we, an X. Yeah, with an X for real. I mean, because we because it was like extreme Doritos. Yeah, <laughs> like, extreme three D Doritos. Extreme, open this extreme burritos bag in the most extreme way. Extreme Billy <laughs> with an X. Surprised <laughs> we didn't have like extreme cereal like. And, and we're back. And we're back. Ah! 
I, I am so basic right now. Oh, hey, water's <laughs> good for you. Water. Oh, it's a Halloween episode. It's my it's my ghost drink. That's what it is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's filled with the souls of the damned. No, it's it's holy water. It's, it's just it's just holy water. That's all it is. It's okay. Ah. <laughs> so we know you're not possessed. <laughs> Damnation. <laughs> it's refreshing. It's re- damnation. <laughs> refreshing. <laughs> all right. So where were we? We were. Uh, uh, let's see. We, had, we were oh, extreme. Yeah. We were oh. extreme. The uh, cereal inside of milk, which has okay. absolutely nothing to do with this episode. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, positives on the show. If you're yeah. going to make yourself a bunch of magical mummies that look really ridiculous, gaudy, and over the top. I felt the character designs were pretty good. Yes. Yeah, I, I like I like the mo- the big mummy with like the big ram's head, and yeah, you've got Nefertina looks like Bastet, so she's got like the black cat look, and um the the snobby guy that's really irritating. He's got a great like serpent look. I mean, there's all really good solid. The the only criticism is is I wanted the faces to just be a little bit more gaunt or a little bit more mummy like. They I'm were not saying, like eyes missing and stuff, just a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll save that the criticism for the end. Let's do the okay. episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> we could we could just do like an overview of the episode, so we don't have to worry about keeping like like in order. All right, so they're the, on the pimp wheels. <laughs> they're on the pimp wheels. <laughs> the, 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 the Egyptian pimp of Egyptian, if you if you, if you, uh, if you must. So, so yeah, the hubcap fell off, like like we mentioned, and um, the the nerdy guy was like, "Oh, I I inscribed so many uh, different runes on there." And um, our leader, I think his name was uh, Ja. Ja uh, The leader is 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 Takal. Takal. And Nefertina, and I think the big guy is Wrath, and the snake guy is Armand, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, yeah. I could not keep track of all those names. <laughs> I know I tried writing them down, and I can't read my handwriting because I was like, "What did I just write?" Um, so Takal was just like, "Hey, we can't be doing that because you know we can't let our artifacts and knowledge get out there in the general public." I'm like, hmm, "Okay." As they're driving around, they're driving around, around the, as the they're vehicle. driving around in a, "Hey, look at me!" vehicle, you know. I'm like, oh, <laughs> "Okay, all right, that's fine." Um, <laughs> I had to write this down because this was really funny. So they continued driving after this hubcap fell off, right? And 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 Barney and Andy show up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> cops <laughs> and find it and Barney is just he's like, "Hey Andy, he's got this this weird twangy voice. Hey Andy, what's this what's this hubcap doing here? It's got all this funny right now. I'm just like, "What?" <laughs> Where did these guys come from? Is this Russian? Who is this Russian? <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I, they, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're they're actually two reoccurring characters. That I that, seem to uh, remember them. Yeah, they pop in and stuff, and they're they're the the comic they're, they're the butt of the jokes when it comes to okay. them trying to get caught by the. I was the curious guys. if it was like a salmon twitch thing with Spawn, you know, because you got salmon twitch cops that are always. Well, at least in the beginning of the series, we're trying to get after Spawn. So, like, I kind of got the feeling that they were probably reoccurring characters because they had, you know, a little bit more developed characters to them with the voices. So I was like, no, maybe they, you know, because I've only seen this one episode. (laughs) 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 So I couldn't say. I'm going to watch the whole season. 
Um, no, that would be hard. <laughs> that would be, it'd be tough. It'd be tough. I'd, just go, uh, I'd be drooling out one side. Um, but uh, they, they, they get home. And again, they, they mention, oh, we have all these, you know, artifacts. And um, Takal was just like, here, I wrote down on a piece of paper all of our secret items that people can't get a hold of. Gee, hope nobody finds that someday. Wink, wink. Like, like why would you? Do, do you know where their, their secret base is? No, I didn't quite catch that. Okay. This is actually, this is both cool and kind of stupid. <laughs> They're in the Egyptian display at the museum. Oh dear lord! It's the giant sphinx that they're. It's a giant sphinx that they're actually they are in, in the museum. Yeah, inside of of the place where they keep all of the the museum artifacts for the Egypt the Egyptian oh. display. Okay, so let's have that make sense. But they're driving around in super extreme car, you know, fighting crime. But they go back to the oh the Egyptian exhibit at the museum. Okay, okay, okay. All right. All right. So, and and it's at this point that we find out that um, that uh, our boy, what's his name? Shoot. Oh, the, the kid. The kid. Presley. Presley. Yeah. Presley. Prince. Pre- <laughs> Prince Presley. Um, which is kind of funny because Elvis Presley makes an appearance later. <laughs> uh, kind of. Uh, no more more we'll get there it's we'll, we'll get to that fascinating decision <laughs> so, so presley's like they're like oh where's this obelisk at and he's like oh is that what is that thing oh it's in my locker underneath my books i stole locker. an artifact that's thousands of years old with magical properties i thought it was a good idea Okay, if this was like the second episode, I could understand, but this is like the twenty eighth episode. So, like, you think he'd be a little, little smarter the, than that? This is this is the issue I have with the show: is stuff like this where you go, "Why is this happening?" I couldn't. I couldn't remember if if the obelisk made an appearance like earlier on, and so mm. that's why I was in his locker or something. Because oh, I've only watched. Okay, that would be. Therapy, I, I, yeah. I think. I can honestly say I think I've probably watched like twenty episodes that I can I can barely that I can even vaguely remember, right. and so I can't remember though if that was something that made an appearance beforehand, and that's why if I'm going to say did that would that would work. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. probably not <laughs> because '90s plutonium. Who knows? Yeah. At this point, what I've seen so far of the episode, it would make sense that it didn't appear anywhere else, and this was just a thing that they do. <laughs> Oh, I left that ancient artifact in the toaster. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Now we're going to have toasted souls of the damned. (laughs) And what I love is now I'm going to... Basically, was his school just unlocked in the middle of the night? It was like late late in the evening. So the teacher was still there and they still... It was like, yeah, yeah, it was like after school, like probably like, what, eight or nine o'clock because it was dark. And I'm guessing they're on the, I'm going to guess they're on the West Coast somewhere because they're riding the trolley. So it's like some well, San Francisco in San Francisco. There's, there's yeah. also there's palm, palm trees, trees in yeah. the background and stuff. Oh, too. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so. I didn't catch that. So yeah, we could say West Coast, so. 
So it's like what eight, eight or nine o'clock there. So it's like after midnight, almost midnight in our areas. <laughs> right. So you got the kid in a pack of mummies sneaking up to a school, and I want to say the middle of the night because that looks like cartoon middle of the it, night. To it me. did. It made you think when they want to do something at night, not like evening. It's either daytime or it's like midnight <laughs> and, and so they go up and one of the lights are on and there's bill nye the science guy <laughs> you know you know basically um i'm not i don't want to be offensive but this guy looks like he's and this is compared to me i have not had a social life i look like a socialite by comparison to the dude in this laboratory <laughs> and they're going up and they're like what a nerd <laughs> I called him this poor guy. He looks like he's just been through, like his life has just been hell. He looks like a cross between like an aging Bill Nye and and Mr. Rogers. Um, yeah, I do love I do love the bow tie though, but far more virginal. <laughs> he just looks like a sad sack. I hate to say it, but that's just that was <laughs> poor guy. All right, here's yeah. 90s trope uh, number 73. Uh, mm. They get into the school, and the kid goes, I can't open my locker. Which is, you're going like, really, dude? You look like the kind of kid that gets bullied every single day, and you're not an expert at getting in and out of your lockers fast right. as humanly possible. Right. There, there were a few school tropes here that, that I had to, like, I'm just like, okay, they had to do the, I gotta, when we watch these shows, I gotta get my brain in the right <laughs> time because i'm watching i'm like did you really just say that i'm like of course he just said it it's 1997 he's like oh i'm i've never tried to get into school i'm always trying to get out of school you know that thing and then they, they pass by a door and um um the the big guy Raj, raj did you say oh, or wrath yeah wrath yeah Wrath is like, oh, what's that smell? And the kid's like, oh, yep, that's the cafeteria. I'm like, one, okay, that's just another school '90s trope. And two, what's cooking at like eleven o'clock at night? <laughs> like, who's in there cooking? Children, children cooking. Children. They're, they're, they are. You just hear the maniacal laughter of the lunch lady in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that episode of Treehouse of Horror where they cook all the children up and, and eat them really. <laughs> they are properly rendering um <laughs> properly rendering is there so, a fingernail in my smoothie okay <laughs> so I, I, well they, they did skip over one thing at least the kid get, didn't go hey wrath there's a ho-ho in my locker at least they didn't do that wrath <laughs> was like all right i'm a big dried out stud let me open up the locker so he rips the locker open like you know man hulk you know well i like how when he's when he's trying to open the locker and he's like i can't do it he turns it like this like there's no complete there's not even one complete turn like i get animation saying that you know whatever but it's just like he goes i can't do it i'm like okay so then Rath decides he's just gonna destroy yep. school property Presley's like one of those He's like one of those kids that just wants everybody to do everything for him because now that he realizes that he's the lost prince, he's now gotten spoiled. Like, oh, I can't do it. Someone do it for me. What if he's a sociopath? <laughs> what if this kid was going like, I can't get the locker open. Maybe someone should start wrecking school property. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> I did notice watching this that they they are very like because they are his protector, so they are very um, 
lenient on, I guess, his not too brightness. You know, because <laughs> once they found out that he left his obelisk at school in his locker, you think they'd be like reprimanding him, but they're like, oh, we must go to the school and get it tonight. Not like, what the hell's your problem, kid? <laughs> Mummy, smack. (laughs) 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 And the kid always has like a dusty handprint on the side of his his head. (laughs) You idiot! Mummy, smack. (laughs) Oh, that'd be the the extreme cereal. Mummy smacks. And they're all like, they're all like, like big hands like this. <laughs> big mummy hands. <laughs> well, that's that's the, the marshmallows. The half of the box is just cereal dust. <laughs> There's always a picture of a kid on the back with a dusty handprint. <laughs> I love these. <laughs> you, know, you can cut out the kid's face like the mask they used to have. You cut off the back of the box. Oh, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. You just put the hand in the box, put the dust in it, and then just play the noise. Yeah, on there. make your own dusty <laughs> handprint. <laughs> Hey, look at me. I'm Presley Smack. <laughs> this <Free>. is great. <laughs> Free obelisk in every box. <laughs> All right, so Bill Nye, the virgin guy, here's the explosion. <laughs> Bill Nye's like, okay, what's going on? I should be the only one here. Um, not too concerned, but goes out to find out, like, what the heck's well, going on. Well, what I love is there's his desk, and he's got, like, two test tubes and a beaker, and he's mixing something. And it's like, what exactly is he doing? Science. I mean, it's not like he's, yeah. got, he's just like, yeah, I gotta, I'm doing science for seven oh, hours. I got these two oh, things here. I'll just sit here for hours. Just, and you're just like, what is he doing? He's uh, <laughs> testing out the pH levels of the rendered children in the cafeteria. See. So yeah. making sure that they're not, the, that the DNA is properly destroyed so they he's, can't go back to He's them. got cholesterol <laughs> issues. He's making sure they're not too high in cholesterol. Like, what if he's... Oh, I was gonna say, what if he wasn't really a teacher and he just broke into the school to mess with things? <laughs> but but uh, Presley, he know he he knows that he's the teacher, so okay, so that wouldn't make sense. But that would be kind of funny. Who's this weird guy? <laughs> All right, so he goes and he checks, and there's this whole like very clumsy. Everyone hide, and the giant nine hundred pound mummy slides himself into a locker. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm not sure I would have found it funny in the '90s. <laughs> if they all would have had hidden separate lockers, it would have been like. Um... The thing is, they show Rath going into the locker, and the locker doesn't even bulge hardly. But then, where'd the rest of them go? <laughs> like, where'd they go? It's kind M- of just... mummy magic. Mummy magic. Yeah. They're like ninja vanish and just <laughs> mummies vanish. <laughs> Here is one of the biggest moments in the show where I just went, "Wait, what?" Okay, so the kid then leans down, grabs the ancient magical obelisk. Bill Nye comes out. He's like, blah, blah, blah. And the kid's like, oh, I had to go get my science project. Clearly being an ancient Egyptian artifact. Right. And Bill Nye goes, you're here for science. What? Me too. And they're all <laughs> very excited. He's like, no, no, let's, let's see with this obvious science experiment being an ancient egyptian artifact does once i for no apparent reason plug it into my machine (laughs) no reason a a machine that is uh, he already had made up to plug in an obelisk like conveniently by the way from the scene before when he's doing this this object is not on his desk no it was not 
the 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 fairies of fate flew in, dropped off a mad science box specifically designed for an obelisk from Plutonium. Ancient Egypt, powered by Plutonium, and he just goes, How convenient it fits in this slot. And then I'm just like watching this going like even five-year-old mm. Eric would have been like, what the heck is this? And then in two seconds, he's like, oh, there's the problem. You got to reverse the polarity. <laughs> what was the problem to begin with? It's a stationary object. And he, and he, <laughs> like, and he even said, I don't know what this does, but he knows to reverse the polarity on it. <laughs> you know, this could open up a black hole. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Science. Just like, guys. Like, like I'm, I am, I watch some real garbage. I do. I watch some stuff where people roll their eyes and go, Eric, really? I watch dumb things. And even for me, I, I expect that they treat me as if I am at least 10 years old. <laughs> this was a dumb idea for a five-year-old. <laughs> like toddlers were sitting there angry, eating their cereal and their PJs going like, this mom. flat's bullshit. <laughs> You're just, it's just because, like, mom, this, this, <laughs> this show this doesn't make stupid. Oh, stupid. This is stupid. <laughs> I want to watch Beetlejuice. <laughs> Which, that's a great show, too. We got that's, that's what we should have watched, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is very, very good. But anyway, back to, back to Bill Nye trying to reverse the polarity. On a on, chunk of stone. On a chunk of stone, yes. <laughs> No idea what it is. Mm-hmm. And um <laughs> Okay. Presley uh walks out of the room mm-hmm. for some reason. I think uh, did he hear the mummies fall out of the lockers? They, okay. Yeah, they were trying to pull Wrath out because he had gotten stuck. But right. here's the weird thing. First, the device goes off, turning Bill Nye into a cloud of magic, and then the kid goes, What's that out in the hall? That's strange. Well, he but but he didn't see that happen. Oh well, I mean, I'm going back over the footage. Yeah, he definitely saw yeah. it happening. Did he? Yeah, because yeah, he he, he leaves there, and comes he, back and acts like he didn't know where he went. No, no, I've got a freeze frame right here. He's standing at an looking at an electrical cloud where Bill Nye was standing as he's getting oh pulled as, as his his dust cloud is getting pulled into the obelisk. The obelisk. Oh, gets sucked. What in. the heck? Because. Yeah. I, I know he leaves, and they they come back, and they're like, "Well, where'd the teacher go?" And he's like, "Yeah, he must have left." <laughs> yeah, they're like, "He's a psychopath." <laughs> I guess he, I guess he's okay. No, he did because he saw that. He's like, "Oh, he got sucked into the thing." Oh, he must have came out. Oh, I guess he's okay. Oh, he took the obelisk. Oh, he must have took it home to. Eh, he's more aloof than I am. Yeah, <laughs> saying I think something. I think he he went out because there was he's trying to see, he was trying to find the the mummy so we can tell them what happened. And then when they all, when before they even get back, the guy pops out of the thing in like disco stew style and then hops out of the window. And so yeah. that's when they all, they all come back into the classroom. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I do want to bring this up. Since we are all children of the 90s, essentially, I am wondering, because even to me, disco was seriously out of date at that point. It oh was gosh. a funny joke. But is disco the place they should have gone? It seems well, looking back, that seems weird. Well, okay, okay. You think it's 2020 right now, mm-hmm. 2021. Um, what are we obsessing over right now? 
Um, the eighties and the nineties. Right. So how long ago was that? But I get you know like adults. This is meant for like little kids, is what I'm saying. This was my this was my explanation. Okay, so the guy he's he is basically it's his inner desires coming out. His inner desire was because he was an older guy to be a big disco dude because disco was his like is is his opposite flip. You actually just won the argument. That actually <laughs> makes complete sense. Yeah. To me, that okay. makes sense. What doesn't make sense is later on when Takal gets... That's why I stopped. That, that's, that's my explanation for this that's, guy. <laughs> that's why I love, because like, like, even when we talk about Thunder sometimes, we'll be like, well, why did this happen? Oh, because of this. But wait, that doesn't make sense because of this. You think you get it, but then you just get a mummy slap to the face. <laughs> now, bonus points for Disco Man. He had leopard fur on this yeah. disco outfit. Yeah. This actually, as a dumb disco old guy joke goes, is a pretty good design. <laughs> it is. It's pretty nice. <laughs> Just saying. And I'm also going like, hmm. But it's still, I'm like, leopard print. That is bold in a good way. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get the purple hair, but you know, it works. It works. I, I think it was the 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 spirit embodiment of of whatever it was that took over him because it, it was it was a different <laughs> thing. It just he had whatever purple hair. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to make sense out of this. I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to polish the turd as best as I can, man. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's tiger stripe. Oh, those are tiger, tiger stripe. Okay. It actually looks pretty good. Right. Yep. That is tiger stripe. Yep. All right. Then he goes, "Man, I realize this ancient object has given me the power of disco. I need Saturday <laughs> Night Fever to 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 live on." So he steals the obelisk mm-hmm. and jumps out the window, and hence the kid and the mummies come in and go, "Where did I go?" I love. He's like. Okay, somebody was just sucked into an object, one of their own mystical objects. Wouldn't they know what happened? Like, do they not? Do they have these objects and not understand their powers? Well, that's themselves? the thing. Is they explain later that they know what it does. It it, it amplifies some yeah, person's like inner desires inner or something. Desires to the most ex- extreme. And and like, we were using it as a catalytic converter on our mummy mobile. <laughs> Hey, man. <laughs> you, get, you gotta have an extreme catalytic converter, man. Hey, sometimes the best place to hide things is right in plain sight. <laughs> just like just like the hubcap, you know, that could have been, you know, a, a formula for a time portal. But it's just, you know, let's just, let's just put it on the wheel. Nobody will look to, think to look there. That's fine. <laughs> um, so so Disco Stew runs off and and, and I just don't steals a car. I, I, I still can't get past the fact that they come back and the kid's like, oh, he must have came out of the obelisk, reformed from smoke, decided he was going to go home, I know, and decided to just take the obelisk with him. It's cool. I'll, I'll get it at school tomorrow. Yeah. That's what he says. He says, I'll get it in class the next day. Yes. That's a huge assumption, kid. I'm like, I, saw, I did see a lot of myself in this kid because he's just like, that's fine. Yeah. 
every other guy, it's fine. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I'm about to say, the building is falling over. No, it, it's it's fine. It'll be it, you know, it is what it is, man. It's it's, it's... <laughs> I'm about to say he's he's twelve I'm years kinda... old, man. The world revolves around him even more so. <laughs> yeah, he wants to go home and play, you know, play Sonic or something like that, you know. Whatever, dude. You know, like Prince Pharaoh kid. Maybe we should go do the thing. I'm the Pharaoh, and I'm saying I'm gonna go home to get a box of to get a ball of tricks. And I'm gonna go to bed because I'm the Pharaoh. And I'm gonna eat a after I brush my teeth because I'm a rebel. I'm the Pharaoh. I'm the Pharaoh. So uh, to call's like, no, we have to, we have to, we gotta take care of this tonight. He's like, we will, we will take you home, young prince. Um, but not before we find uh, this obelisk. So, hence we we have a little little manhunt going on. And I love the first thing that he decides to do, even though he has he has zappy power, he has powers, he's got mm-hmm. all these powers, which is really cool. But what's he want to do? He goes and knocks over an ATM. Well, he first <laughs> steals a car, oh. then Wait, knocks I, over an ATM. I thought that was his car at first. I think no, that was his. No, see, he, he did the zappy thing on the unless he decided to not use his keys i thought he was i thought he was stealing the car oh uh, he okay he was initially in his little green gremlin he, car he stole the car yeah and then he stops and he's like "Ooh, what's that and then he sees like a nicer car and he, then he yeah so he goes and steals that car <laughs> and then and then goes to the atm <laughs> because <laughs> he needs he needs the moolah for whatever he's he's scheming to, to, to bribe the the big bouncer to so he can go into what looks like the world's saddest club. <laughs> well, he, it's so pretty gonna, sad. And there's a line waiting to get in. To add insult to injury, so he drives up to this club and the bouncer's there, and he takes out a hundred dollar bill and he like wipes all the sweat off of his face, <laughs> crumples it up, and throws it at the guy. He's like, "I want to let me in where it's a little cooler," and he's like, "Yeah." Yeah. Okay, I just yeah. want to bring like, this up. I don't, I don't, I don't care if it's a ten thousand dollar bill. I'm like not touching your nasty. I just want to bring this up. <laughs> Let's take this a step further. You're on the street. In reality, you see a white guy in an expensive car drive up in a cheesy outfit, wipe sweat off of himself on money, wad it up, and then throw it at a black guy. I'm just saying. I would think maybe a fight would start. <laughs> I was I like watched that scene and went, "Wow, that this is a huge dude. I don't care if you got muscle. I was expecting a fight to start. I really wasn't." And then he just goes like, "Seems legit." <laughs> I thought he'd like. I thought he'd be like, "No, you know." I thought he'd he'd push back on that, but no, he just he just lets it in. I'm like, mm, okay, you know. Well, again, he's Maybe, he's bouncing for the world's saddest like, club. Uh, at this point, he's probably just like, eh, it's a living. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, and I'm not wanting to take this off in some direction. I'm just going like, man, just something about this scene reads not right. <laughs> you know, like, I see it. <laughs> what up? There you oh. go. <laughs> ah. Just wrong. I... Yeah. I I looked at it. I shook my head and just like you know what? I shook my head too. <laughs> <laughs> it 
there's nothing I can't say about this that's <laughs> that's not going to make my, the back of my neck get hot. <laughs> okay, then uh, he goes into the world's saddest club. Going mean, the world's saddest club. It's like some Just... like old school like tavern bar. There's like like what two or three people sitting at a table with like a couple of ladies dancing. Yeah, and there's a line waiting to get into this place. I'm like, how? Yeah, there's only like eight people, people in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's how exclusive it is. It's like one of those like pseudo like this this bar is so crappy that it's good apparently. <laughs> and then he just starts throwing money at people like I'm buying friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> money buys happiness. Everybody, woo! And then the girls <laughs> girls are dancing like. Yeah, I'm like, oh. get up on this. <laughs> I just yeah. noticed the little, the what, the two or three little curly chest hairs. Yeah, on he's him. got like the little oh, curly yeah, yeah. chest hairs. <laughs> he does have, he does have a couple little, a little uh, Fred Flintstone curls going. And, and then he starts <laughs> mac and cheesing a bunch of ladies. Oh. I mean, like in a serious way. They're all like, "Well, you're creepy and greasy, but you're kind of hot, and you have lots of money. <laughs> you have lots of money. Oh, you're putting me on the dance floor." And then the most <laughs> awkward, horrific dance sequence I have seen animated in a long time. Let's, let's do the crack whore two-step. <laughs> As he is stealing women, and all the women in the place are going like, seems legit, and goes out and starts doing this horrific dance with him. It's it's like the dance that ten year old boys think that people do. It's really oh, yeah. awful. Yeah, when you play when you play kids bop and they just start doing you know doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. That's all you gotta do, and then it's you like, get the ladies. It's like two steps away from the Muppet dance, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But oh, I. I want I, I want to save this screenshot because that is just so it's epic. It, it this it's, is an epic screen. It's like it's, it's like great. somebody like took thriller and just added like like crack horse to it <laughs> and then just say, you know what? Uh for for, for two ounces, y'all just do what y'all want. We'll <laughs> now after many, many sequences of why is this happening? Right. Finally comes a moment where I go, okay, this makes some sense. All the dudes that were dating these ladies step up and go like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just wondering about the ladies, because the ladies just seem to not really have any personality, you know... They're no connection to these guys at all. If they're just like, ah, this guy's got moolah. I'm just gonna, you know, hang out with this this, this guy. Again, this was my explanation. Those dudes told them there are girls. They were trying to lay claim over women who basically said, "We're not. Why? Why are you trying to?" I mean, because they were by themselves, and these dudes were off on the table, and then these dudes got mad because the chicks that they were trying to eye. <laughs> you see, I thought maybe they were actually on the on a date with them. Now, now, okay, now let's remove a whole layer of it. Makes sense. Now we're right back to what? <laughs> All right, so they're dancing, and I got to give the '90s a credit here. These three dudes look dangerous. Yeah, very. They're huge. 
I mean, I mean, we got basically Thor, son of Odin, in a military with outfit. With dog tags. <laughs> uh, we've got some kind of uh, um, like pirate, a pirate pi- guy, pirate, uh, pirate steroid dude, <laughs> and like the biggest version of Biggie Smalls I've ever seen. <laughs> this is what I mean about this show. I have a problem with this show, but these are good character designs. Yeah, they look like three dudes that are gonna knock the crap out of somebody. Uh, yeah, I, do Dude, I don't get the pirate thing, but <laughs> I, I, was, I actually think it's just the headband. So it's like a bike because it, it almost—it's like they have a bike on the wall. It's, I think it's like Maybe a biker. Maybe it's a biker yeah, guy. It's, okay. Yeah, it's some type of like again. Why in the world is there like a line outside of a bike? Like a Hollywood <laughs> club line, like like thirty, like some like whatever the Studio Fifty Four line outside of a biker club. <laughs> I just I just love this frame because it looks like he's saying. Give us back our hose. <laughs> you know? you know, I'm just like, everything about this scene makes no sense. <laughs> you know? right, and then the fight ensues. I just love that he he gets grabbed by those two guys, and he just I don't he grabs their head and flips upside down, and he's like doing a handstand on these guys' heads. I'm like. It was just a weird choice of a fight move. Right before that, he disco dances up to the the Biggie Smalls guy, and he just honks his nose. And I'm just going like, okay, one, if you want to start a bar fight, I'm pretty sure that's how you do it. Well, maybe he Um, watched a lot of Karate Kid, you know, Mr. Miyagi. I mean, he didn't even do a got your nose. He was just like, great. just kept going. That would have been great. Got your nose. <laughs> so they, they have a little bit of a scuffle, and then we find out that, oh, this obelisk power is not permanent. Um, he needs a recharge, so he starts to revert back yep. to, to Bill Nye the science guy, Bill Nye the Huxley guy. Yep. And uh, he's got to hop back in his car and figure out, he's like, whoa, what's been going on? And he, he starts to come to his senses a little bit. He's like, hey, you know, you know, I, I can't do this. You know, I, I should probably just go home. And just, he's like, but man, that was a lot of fun. He's like, <laughs> just, just, just one more time. Just, just one more time. And here's where we start to get a little PSA. One more fix. And we, and we get into it a lot more later. And they, it's not, it's not a direct in your face, like PSA kind of thing. But um, it was a, it, it, but no, they, but it was, there's a little bit of subliminal there. Yeah. They peppered in and they definitely shake it in a lot more uh, a little later but uh, yeah so he so he goes and he he gets a he gets a recharge and uh or he's um he's heading to go get yeah he gets his recharge he plugs it into the i think the cigarette lighter oh he yeah he he somehow wires it hot wires it into the car which i'm like yeah. okay oh again you did, did that weird reverse polarity thing in his office but he can just you know just plug it into the the USB port in your well, <laughs> not in 1997, yeah. but you know, yeah, it was, <laughs> well, it's right into the cigarette lighter. It's right, right, right. The was cigarette. it the cigarette lighter? Or was it the was it the um? Well, if it was the 90s, it likely would have been the cigarette lighter. Yeah. Actually, no. They they were just starting. To, they had them, but they were not using them because that's when they started figuring out that that was bad to do in cars because kids were like burning themselves and crap. <laughs> Burning, shmurning. People yeah. need to light their cigarettes. <laughs> just looking at it, and it's just—it's just a hole in the dashboard. It's all it is. It's just a little <laughs> hole. He sticks it in. That's it. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Because it was 
No, you're right. It just sticks it into a hole, and yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why I was thinking cigarette lighter because it's like a big round cigarette lighter, like. But it's just a hole. Yeah, it's just a hole. <laughs> well, those nineties like pseudo Lamborghinis, you know, they mm. apparently had holes everywhere. <laughs> They're a little more futuristic. <laughs> so, flash forward to uh, the next day, and um, kid goes back. Kid goes to school like normal because they couldn't find Mister Huxley. And for some reason, he goes back to his class. I didn't get that either. Like, I'm Mr. Party Guy. Woo, I can do whatever I want. Give me some money. Zap, zap, zap. Hey, girls, what's going on? Oh, wait. Oh, crap. I got to go to class. <laughs> well, what I love here is, is he's like doing the crack addict coming down scene in science <laughs> class. And I hit this moment where I'm like, okay, this is... This is not a great show, but there's these little moments where I'm like, this is so screwed up, it's kind of fun. <laughs> and this is a moment where I'm like, there's your junkie science teacher <laughs> coming down in science class. I was kind of going like, I'm having a little bit of fun here. Because <laughs> he's kind of there and kind of not, and he's like, oh. And he's like, Billy, or whatever the frick his name is. <laughs> Presley, Presley. And he's just like, oh, he's like, Oh, I need. I just need. I just need one more thing, Mr. Curtin. I just need the. I just want to have fun. What's wrong with that? You know. I think he talks about how his life is is kind of boring and just wants to have fun. And, right, right. And you start, you start feeling for the poor guy. I'm like, but this isn't the way to go about it, Mr. Huxley. Not the way to go about it. Okay, Put that ancient Egyptian bong down, Mr. Huxley. Well, the, I think the, I remember, remember the kid even says, "But you have science." <laughs> You love science. You have science to have fun. Kid, all science has given me is this huge forehead and the right to write the movie 65 year old virgin. <laughs> the kid's like, it's the 90s. That movie hasn't been made yet. <laughs> and chess club. He says, in chess club. He likes chess club. Yes, yes, yes. Like Not taking anything away yes, from chess. chess. No, chess is good. But he said he has. But you could have more fun. <laughs> you could definitely have more fun you suck, suck getting sucked into an obelisk <laughs> so for some reason there's a joke there I can't make <laughs> I was actually keeping my mouth shut on that one <laughs> which is another joke I can't make <laughs> <laughs> for some reason Mr. Mr. Huxley decides that he's gonna, gonna kidnap Presley because I guess he's afraid he's gonna get the police or something. I'm not sure why he doesn't want anybody to know what's going on. And then finally, <laughs> finally, we get our transformation sequence. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's so good. And I was trying to, I was trying to look up to see if it was like, cause this is still Deke. And mm -hmm. I, I think it's still the same um, animation company. I thought it was uh, Japanese animated, if I'm not mistaken. I could as be I wrong. Hell, but I'm not sure. I couldn't. At least I, I maybe if I dug a little deeper, I could find. But it is very, very nice. Like um, I said, it's cool, right? Yeah, it's it's very cool. Like I really enjoyed it. I just love the it's just the 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 animation itself, the the character designs, the you know, you got the the firebird comes flying down, yep. and they get all these cool, you know. The one guy gets his, his arm. He's just that nice, big, gold arm. I just, mm -hmm. oh, it's just so nice. 
which I got their names mixed up. The snake guy is Wrath uh, and the big guy is Armand. So I, oh, okay. I reversed their names. So. But oh, yes. Gotcha. <laughs> it, and I know it's cheese, but it's really good cheese. I really love while they're doing all the Power Ranger posing, but it's Egyptian. So you got these great, like, kinked up, like they're making these bizarro, like, hieroglyph-like poses. And, except <laughs> instead of making it like they're just like, they're twisted all up as they're, and it's kind of, it looks, and they're doing like these really great snap movements, getting, oh, so yeah. it looks really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks really cool. And, I, and I'm, that's what gets me is when you've got something with such potential. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it's like Bill Nye the science guy turning into a disco man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I liked, I, I love the transformation because I loved Armand's because when he did his and he would like push forward, that's when the, the snake came out of his chest. Yeah. I always liked that one in particular. I, I love all of them and stuff. Um, I, I I liked Nefertina's and it drove me crazy that she was she would flip upside down and then suddenly change. For some reason that just annoyed me, but again, I'm just weird like that. Just a little pose in there. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Claws. Okay, so now you're, they get into the mummy mobile after the transformation sequence, and the sphinx's mouth opened up. Again, I am all behind this. <laughs> if we're going to have a giant mummy mobile, I prefer the chariots, but giant mummy mobile, <laughs> and then the sphinx's mouth goes, <laughs> and, and which I'm like, perfect this is this huge now is the sphinx outside or is it inside the museum it's outside it looks like it's outside okay, it is it's outside, outside yes okay. meanwhile this is in the middle of the day i think personally there's people at the museum being a museum because because <laughs> okay because presley's at school so it has to be a school day which yep. means most likely the museum yep. is open and they're just and to call is like okay they have a car and the call is just like well I'm going to fly and gets his wings and just takes off to you're flying in the sky. You're driving this huge obnoxious car. Of course, people are going to see you. (laughs) I need a drink. (laughs) I know it's just, it's one of these things where it's, there's such amazing promise for the show. And then the people involved were just like, you know what? Let's let's just do, do, I don't care. And then they had <laughs> Friday, and they finished the script too early. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! It's just like it's it's almost like South Park how they create an episode in like twenty four hours. It's like hurry up and write something down. Hurry, right, 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 right. Okay, we're gonna animate. Okay, and here you go. <laughs> and we have Mummy's Alive. <laughs> but the thing is, with South Park, they got good at doing that. With oh, this, definitely. it was just like wait. What? <laughs> Especially when you have to hand, you know, this is hand animation. This is yep. hand-drawn stuff. This is no CGI stuff, crazy stuff going on. So when you do that, you think you'd have, you know, okay, we know what we're going to do. Get everything, get all your ducks in a row before you start doing this kind of stuff. Because South Park, you can, they've changed episodes like the night before it airs, you know. Yeah. Because they just have that capability. <laughs> you can't do that with this kind of stuff. No. So. I mean, even if, even by today's standards, most episodes are usually done like a year or two in advance. So mm. this right here, with all the episodes, it was like, what, 40? Is it 42 episodes or 48 episodes? Yeah, 40, 42 Yeah, this episodes. was usually done probably, I want to say, at, at least two years in advance yeah. and stuff. And so, yeah, you had, you, you had to keep it basically 
bland because you could put anything modern day into it because two years later, it's probably going to be obsolete if you do. Right. So um, you could only do so much, especially with 90s technology at that time yeah. period. Speaking <laughs> of 90s technology, the stolen car of his, <laughs> when they roll up to it, oh it's gosh. one of two things. It is either disco magic or it is the amazing grip of the wheels of this car. They come rolling up behind him, and he's like, Nuh-uh! and he rides backwards up over the wall <laughs> around them. And all the mummies are like, what? <laughs> you know, you're just like. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know cars could do that. <laughs> and I'm fairly certain this is not a cartoon thing. I'm fairly certain right. it, was, it was obelisk disco magic, or it was an amazing yeah. 90s car. Yeah. <laughs> this was, I th- it might have been part in the fact that it was extremely more aerodynamic now because he decided with his disco mummy magic to just rip the roof off of the car too because he wanted to have a convertible it's like ah, that's better i'm like is it well, okay that's like a hundred and fifty thousand dollar car you just uh completely like but dude <laughs> i give them credit on what happens next because i actually was like this is not bad oh there's, I, oh. there's there's the well no no there's the fire escape instead of just doing something like the fire escape falling over mm. he does disco magic and turns the metal of the fire escape into a molten pool of metal. Yeah. All right. I mean, at least that's slightly more of a developed idea than they've been doing. And the animation's not too bad. And then it just splatters and the mummies are like, oh, lava. <laughs> he drives off. <laughs> I'm more looking at the point of he just completely took away people's like way to get out in case of a fire. It just causes people's <laughs> rent to go up. And just completely. This is what you're worried about. <laughs> yes, because my brain does stuff like that when it comes. It's like, like I just completely like ha melted this fire escape, and I'm just like, there's people like we just yeah. completely screwed their housing. <laughs> Mummies and disco magic, and you're worried about the renters of the well, building in the background and because that completely took me out of the stupid <laughs> fantasy. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Like right at the end, after after he melted the whole thing, of somebody just looking out the window, like, "What the hell?" Yeah, like, <laughs> oh no! The <laughs> little old lady sticks her head out, and the molten metal hits her. Oh my god! <laughs> Disco magic is horrible. <laughs> oh man, how how R-rated could we push a, a Mummies Alive TV show? Yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> molten mummy, grandmommy. <laughs> Is, is this was so effective that the mummies got out, stared at it, they went, and they didn't decide to try to go around the block or anything. It's now nighttime, and this dude has gotten away. Yeah, they just they just got out of their car and stood there and looked at it like, well, that's that. I guess 
I guess that's it. Let's go back to ancient Egypt or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done for the day. <laughs> like disco stew can like drive backwards along the side of a building, but they're just like. See, that's exactly <laughs> what I mean. As far as like like all of that nonsensical, and I'm just like. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep and and now uh bill nye the junkie guy mm-hmm. has gone in and he's replugged the obelisk back in and he's getting himself another hit off of his um obelisk his obelisk there we go obelisk <laughs> he just like finds <laughs> a random just like power box just on the street and just well that that's not that's not too uh it's not too far out there because i know like like walking downtown you see yeah. some of the um oh yeah the light poles and stuff there'll be like an outlet there for like plugging in christmas lights and stuff so oh that, yeah absolutely i'm just saying it's, it's just like just random just i just i'm just gonna go yeah. over there and uh oh there's one magic couldn't charge it so he's, he's charging it, and Carl shows up. He flies in. Whew, let's get out of here, young prince, and tries to fly away. Disco Sue's like, no, not the boy for some reason. I don't know why I needed to have him in the first place, but no. And and the obelisk accidentally gets set off because it's still plugged in, and it zapped to Carl <laughs> into the obelisk. And he comes uh. out, and we get... Disco I don't know. Compare this to disco stew mummy. (laughs) Okay, okay. Not only is that weird, (laughs) because the argument Lashuda made earlier, where it's the old guy, maybe he wanted to be like the disco heroes of his youth. Mm -hmm. Yes, I can't even begin to argue that. That's a really good point. But the whole logic of this now falls apart because. Ancient Egyptian mummy now is turned into not only disco magic mummy, he's almost the exact same character design as the first guy. Yes. He's got the same jumpsuit thing on with the tiger stripes, a little different color. He's got the necklace. The hair. Hairy chest popping out. He's got the slip bag blue. He's a different color. He's got blue, not purple. And and the glasses. Like, what? Like, okay, I'm just imagining this obelisk is, you know, from ancient Egypt. It's it's that old. It's, you know, 4,000, 5,000 years old, whatever. If this had happened back then, mm-hmm. and somebody got sucked into the obelisk in ancient Egypt and popped out looking like Disco Stew Mummy, <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> Would this have the same effect back then as it does now? I just would have loved if he popped out and he was like dressed like a harem girl or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just been when, oh, we just learned something about the square jawed hero. <laughs> I ain't judging. I'm just saying, what if it was something like that? And all the kids at home are like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think I just hit puberty. <laughs> <laughs> Better not awaken anything in me. <laughs> Mom comes in the room and just goes, Really? And <laughs> sits down. Hormones alive. 
some like weird barbarian or something because the ancient oh, egyptians yeah any number of things yeah they considered all pretty much any civilization around them as like b- beneath them so it's like what if it had been like um like a prime example would have been like they because they, they considered the ancient hebrews and the israelites way beneath them so it would have been like a monster looking version of like some weird like like uh, biblical Hebrew thing or something, or like some or, weird like Roman guy. Or, or something. let's take it further. Like <laughs> like in in today, people look at firefighters and police officers, and you know uh, the working hero. What if he turned into like one of those slave whipping guys? You know, I mean, it's <laughs> oh. ancient Egypt. You know, yeah. they how many jobs? Priest, farmer, uh, slave, she- and the guy who kicks the slave's butt. Well, actually, I mean, how many jobs were there back then? Uh, uh, there were a shepherd. Pharaoh, but that's already taken. They would have been, actually. would have been like, well, uh, well, shepherd. Shepherd. He's out there. Ging, ging, ging. He's got the, <laughs> That's the staff. <laughs> it's like, don't judge, dude. Shepherds have a great time on the weekend. They're party animals, man. Party animals. <laughs> they got the sheep. And that uh, stick thing, they are wild. Where do, you think the, where, where do you think the term party animal came from? What I'm saying, it came from sheep. Yeah, I, want I, mean, party with, I want to party with some sheep. Sheep? Some party animals. Actually, I thought about it. I was like, what, what, what would have been that, that time period's equivalent of, mm. of party animal that time? Of that time? So right. I was like, you know what? I'm thinking way too much into this. Let's just—I I turned on my brain and I regretted it for a second, so now yeah. I'm going to back off. <laughs> so right. we we got the we got the disco stew duo here, and um, <clears throat> again for some reason they decide to high five, take the prince again for some odd reason, hop in the stew mobile, no and take off to go party. Why they keep the needing? Why, I don't understand why they have to keep the kid with them like it doesn't make sense in the first place and it still doesn't make sense like he's not like they don't need him to power the obelisk they can go do whatever they want yeah you know? i yeah i'm drawing a blank on why you know why they needed him i was trying to think of the day that he they felt he was like in control of it or something i can't remember unfortunately because I, again i turned off my brain so I'm like <laughs> i don't remember yeah it's not like it was his it wasn't like his possession he didn't have to be it's like near it for it to work or anything like that he didn't even know what it was so it's like i just don't and they know that the mummies already know that, you know, that he has the obelisk. So it's like, maybe for ransom, I guess. Like, oh, we've got the kids, so don't don't hurt us. You know, leave us alone. Well, <laughs> here, you know, here, here's the thing is, we now have hit consistency via complete inconsistency. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> so now we are now consistent. Like, everything right. has been so nonsensical that you're just like, oh. You know, now we're good. Now this yeah. is this is what is supposed to be happening. Yeah, they're gonna keep taking the kids. Sorry, oh, that's totally it's all good. It's all good. It's a good <laughs> but yeah, we've we've hit complete inconsistency, and it, it, it's 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 just you know, I'm flummoxed at this point because now it starts getting even stranger. 
<laughs> I, I, I do have one note in here before. Um, uh, I think it's. Uh, I think it's before. It's right about. It's right about now. Somebody. I think it's when they they cut back to the mummies um, back at their lair. They're fixing the car because apparently driving over the liquid. Oh, however, they got away <laughs> or hurt their car again, and they go take off and they say, they say let's let's kick tut. Yes, yes, <laughs> they make puns like that like, throughout the entirety of the I was, series. I was like, no, no, yes. you didn't. Yes, they did. Yes, I, I am. That's one of the things I actually <sighs> like about the show. <laughs> oh my gosh! Let's okay. kick tut. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, all right, all right. We're uh, doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> I just want the what, like, like the sort of the priest, wizard, snake guy to go. That's very disrespectful to our god king. <laughs> you would think so, but he's just like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, oh, yeah, I. Oh, <laughs> that so was they bad. they go to kick tut, and uh, <laughs> we cut back to uh, the disco stuo, and you think they'd be pretty buddy buddy at this point, which they kind of are, but now they're arguing over who gets to recharge first with the obelisk, um, and this is where we start to get back to the PSA thing again because they're really jonesing. Oh yeah, to get, to get their stew on, you know. Um, so they're 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 fighting and they're arguing. Ah, no, I I get to charge first. I get to charge first. And um, the kid steals it and and goes running. And I don't know. Is it two o'clock in the morning? I don't know. How late do trolleys run? I don't know. It's San Francisco. It's nineteen ninety seven. I'm laughing at the fact that nobody kid, sleeps. <laughs> the kid just he the ties that he was in. He just pulls them off of himself. And yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He probably figures, okay, I got some time. I can maybe wiggle, wiggle loose. And you know, this this disco stews are having a good time, so they're probably not too concerned about it. I guess I don't know. But so Presley jumps on this trolley. This trolley is going like ninety miles an hour. <laughs> I was like, Holy trolley. Crap. At first, it doesn't look, but it just it just when he jumps on, it's just flying. <laughs> oh my gosh it just has like a trolley conductor <laughs> with the most amazing square jawed beard possible you're yeah, like wow well, this dude trained his entire life to be you know super manly operating the <laughs> trolley i mean he is just he is just he is trolley man yeah. <laughs> trolley man and, and trolley he gets man. ejected <laughs> you're out of here you're, you're out of here trolley man <laughs> save yourself <laughs> oh my god well, they, they melt down the control so it's out of control now of course so they yeah. so so this this ride doesn't end no no brakes on the fail train on this one so they're just <laughs> going <laughs> and they're fighting over the the obelisk in in mm. the trolley and yep changing and... back and forth from what from disco duo to yeah <laughs> and uh and we get a little more a little more psa here uh um, you know, because they're they're kind of transforming back and forth, but they're still trying to get the obelisk from from Presley. And he's like, "You guys aren't in control of your own life. Don't you see what you're yeah. doing? This isn't good for you." So we're, we, you know, it's like we're, we don't get a blatant like like post end credit like talking to the camera like, "Hey kids, don't do drugs." But they're basically saying, "Hey kids, don't do drugs." <laughs> well, I I have to give them credit here. Yeah, 
Yeah, because they didn't it, throw it in your face. It's just part of the story, which is kind of nice. That and, and I personally think that a lot of people really get stuff better when you're not shoving it in people's faces. And yeah. yeah, for an adult, this is a little bit sticking it in your face. But for a kid, it's probably about right, actually. So that was the one thing about this where I was like, all right, they're doing a don't do drugs message without sticking Nancy Reagan in your face. Right. <laughs> Just say no. That's a personal yeah. nightmare, man. What the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they um so they're on the trolley and the and they're still fighting over the obelisk. They run out of power and they do eventually turn completely back into normal. Um the trolley is is just, you know, light speeding down the down the down the hill and uh we have to save Mr. Huxley. Okay, this is this was kind of great. So Mr. Huxley, they're like, Oh, you have to jump, Mr. Huxley, you have to jump and get off the get off the trolley. He's like, But I'm so scared <laughs> And it <laughs> and Takal comes up to him and remember he's a mummy, he comes up to him, he's like You must jump. I can't. I'm too scared. Or not scared enough. Not scared enough. Yes. And his face just goes. <laughs> and he's like, oh. and comes that was the, the best part. That was just so good. I wasn't. I get big as jaw comes down. You're like, like one eye it, shot so one far. Eye. All you saw was the retina. <laughs> It looks like it went through Mr. Huxley's head. <laughs> it's like in his mouth. <laughs> and then he's like, oh crap, I gotta get out of here. So then he. <laughs> Not scared enough. Oh my god, that so is. Good. See, that's what I'm talking about. I want more stuff like that. You know, I'm yeah. not saying constantly. I'm just saying that should right. in one way or another happen a couple yeah. more times in the episode. I want. I don't. I don't mind the the, the '90s tropes. I don't mind the uh, kick tut. You know, um, but uh, but what I what I would love is just more more mummy stuff. Yeah, I just want more mummy stuff. That's all. I yeah, want. more mummy stuff. Like like when they go to, you know, maybe they're they're cooking food or something for. For the prince or something like that, and everything is in those little, uh, uh, are they called kopeck jars or something like that? The the jars where they put all the all yeah the, you know, organs all the and organs and stuff. Yeah. Into, you know, <laughs> give, I think it was give like me some of that. Kopecker, kopecker, yeah, something like that. Yeah, around around that. But the little jars they put the organs in, you know, like <laughs> that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> do they do they have um do they have uh uh, um, coffins or anything like that. I don't like remember. I, said, this is the only one um, I think they long. actually sleep in their um, sarcophagus. Like, yeah, I think they actually have like their, yeah the sarcophagi that they actually okay. sleep in. Okay. I, I if I'm like I may be remembering wrong, but I think they actually do. Um, mm -hmm. I know they I know they had a mummified cat that came along with them too. <laughs> yes, they they have a, a mummified cat that was awakened with them and is it was uh, a named, named Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> Ancient... Wait, is that his real name? No. no. <laughs> the, the, I couldn't the, tell um... if you were being serious. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> the, the, 
and his jaw falls off. <laughs> yes, our, our, our pet cat, Dustimotep. <laughs> Dustimotep. Oh, wow. Here, buddy. the trolley hits the end of the the hill and falls into the uh falls into the river in the city and um and prince presley is just like oh the obelisk was in the trolley and carl's just like eh, it's better off down there did you learn nothing throughout this whole freaking episode i, I said the exact same thing just leave it down there you know somebody could go scuba diving or when they go to pull the trolley up i mean i know it fell like in a deeper crack but i mean how deep could that be you know it's probably full of trash anyway so somebody's gonna be down there hunting around looking for something yeah they're gonna, be gonna like, find it yeah they're well, gonna be like magnet fishing or something like that and they, all of a sudden giant ancient magical artifact gets clipped onto a thousand maybe, maybe they magnet. were preparing for next season where an army of disco junkies were going to attack oh okay okay yeah that, i mean if there was some continuity if there was like some overarching stories continuity uh, between episodes, you know, I could see them setting something up. That'd be kind of cool. You know, they've got whole new disco stews in there, and then you got Huxley in the uh, background in his house going, I don't want to do it again, man! Like, I want to go back! Take it, you're right, take it! The you disco monkey's on my back, man! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so good. Oh, so good. So that, I mean, that, that ends off the episode, you know, they, you know, they the other mummies show up and they they tackle call and they're like stop doing drugs and he's just like this ain't the way man like i'm fine no really i'm fine i almost think it would have been better if everyone at the end just turned to the camera as a whole group don't do drugs kids and then did the thundercats laugh and then it ends with the with the ninja turtles And, and um, and poor Mister Miss poor Mister Huxley just has to do the walk of shame back home. He's just like, <laughs> he's like stumbling around and like they didn't even bother to take care of him at all. I mean, this no. poor guy, you know, he like yeah. falls over onto a trash can. Uh, 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 and then it, it's credits kind of, roll. Yeah, it was it's so sad. So weird, right? They, they were like yeah, this poor guy. Okay, this guy is alone. He doesn't have many friends. He doesn't have any fun. He hangs out in the middle of school at night doing science. I'm trying to not joke about the virgin thing, but you just go like, he's this dude that has like nobody. Yeah. They send him through a magical drug-filled trip through <laughs> disco magic nightmares. And then at the end, they're like, see ya. And then he just walks up and stumbles into some trash cans and the credits roll. It is such a weird ending. <laughs> This poor guy, like he, he falls into this, you know, on accident. It's not like he was doing anything. It's not like he's like, oh, I need to figure out the power of this obelisk because I wanna, I wanna use it to get powerful and famous and have money and women. It's just like, let's see what this does. And this, and I feel sorry for Mister Huxley, this poor guy. Yeah, poor guy. He, he just wants to like have fun and live life, and now he's probably going to be just like tripping balls badly for the rest of he's, his life and i mean i can't imagine the, the hangover that he's gonna have for one and then like 
is he going to be chasing that fix again <laughs> afterwards? Like, I mean, he's come to his senses a little bit at this point, but still, like, he might be going to class and being like, damn, I just want to dance with some biker women and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and drive me a convertible again. You know, this poor, this poor guy, his life is completely, you know, and when the kid goes back to school, is 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 he still going to take that class? And how awkward would that be, him showing up in class and be like, hey, Mr. Huxley. And Mr. Huxley's like, uh... and, Mr. Huxley's, <laughs> and Mr. Huxley's got, like, bandages on his elbows and stuff from when he hurt himself from stumbling through alleyways. <laughs> He's all cut up and stuff. And hey, we, we never know. Maybe this is the path. This is this is what takes Mr. Huxley into becoming like he takes like a sabbatical from from his teaching, and he like goes into a path of enlightenment. It actually better[s] his life and better[s] the life of mm. other people through science and and heightened thinking and and um, maybe yeah. he's like maybe he wins the Nobel Prize in like fifteen years because he was like wow you know what this taught me something. And then it gets a whole like cult this, of like science like floozies. Hold on, hold on. This this touched me something. Uh, you, know, you know what? Oh jeez, dude. Oh, we lost connection. We don't know what happened. Oh, sorry. You touched me something. That is that is horrible. <laughs> that is so bad. You're welcome. <laughs> That really taught me something. <laughs> that really taught me something. <laughs> you know, I I have several that I can come back with. One of them is borderline, like very uh, non PC, and the other one is just like it's so stupid. Even I'm not going to touch it. So, <laughs> oh, that's so uh, good. Nice. I, I I applaud you for the bad pun, my buddy. You're <laughs> more very welcome. Uh, uh, Oh, uh, so <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just talking about like this show. Like, I like I wanted to watch. Um, I wanted to watch more, but unfortunately, I just um didn't really find time to to really bone up too much mm-hmm. on the show. But this this really took me back to to high school. Like, it, it, like it's this is nineteen ninety seven. Um, I mean, this is. Well, shoot! I knew you guys. This is the year I met you guys. Yeah. Mm, mm. Um. Actually, a year. I think it was a year after because I think because I started. We we I think ninety six fall of ninety six. No, we got out of school. It, um, yeah, yeah. Because I was. Yeah. Yeah. Because I yeah. Because we were yep. we were in uh, yeah. first year class together. Yeah. So it was the year. Yeah. At, yeah. Ninety. Yeah. Ninety seven was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So for anybody uh, first joining us, if if you if you've made it this far, um, <laughs> uh, first episode, um, you're a uh, Eric Lashida and I uh, we went to we went to college together. So that's how we are so good together uh, on the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, this really took me back to you know just the animation, the music, the the puns, um, everything. I was just I was just really feeling it. I. I wasn't, so I was in college at the time, so Saturday morning cartoons really weren't a thing at this point. You know, we had, we had class, we had friends, we had internet, and it was just like being away from home for the first time. Yeah. Um, so Saturday morning wasn't what it used to be. And this is one of the things, you know, we had, had cable for the first time, and, <laughs> well, I shouldn't say for the first time, we did have 
you know, satellite TV at home, but it was like Cartoon Network was just kicking off oh, um, after yeah. a few years. So we had like a lot of other stuff to watch. So this really fell under the radar for me. When, when you had brought it up, Eric, I just, I was like, Mommy's Alive. And as soon as I saw it, I was just like, I remember like, I think I might have seen a few episodes and, um, and just probably just seen promos for it. Yeah. Uh, but this was really, this really hit home a lot more than like, um, you know, we normally do Thundar episodes, which um, watched not originally, but watched again on Cartoon Network you know, <laughs> and whatnot. But this was really, this was really, really hitting me in the feels watching this. I'm like, ah, I remember this time. Just, just taking me back. You know, I love these time capsules, <laughs> these little time travel moments that we get yeah. uh, watching these shows. It's just so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the yeah. the show itself. Um, so I'm trying to remember the some of the history behind it. Um, it was actually originally geared towards an older, older audience, older kid audience. Yeah. And so as the show started getting made more and more, they pulled it back into the younger kid audience, which was kind of a shame because it had like like we've said before many times, it had a great premise. The idea is great, yeah. and it, and yeah. I could see them actually doing it. And going for the older kid audience, but they wanted to focus more on on the toys and on the um, let's get more let's get a, a wider demographic for it. So mm-hmm. they made it strictly for kids or younger kids and all, which was kind of a, a sad thing because it could have been really cool if it was skewed just a couple uh, areas older there. And then along with that, oh, go ahead. Well, I, was, I was about to say that it, it, I love the '90s, but one of my issues with the '90s is I've been watching a lot of. 60s 70s and 80s cartoons and i'm not saying that those were the most mature cartoons ever i'm not what i am saying is is what they thought kids could watch in the 60s 70s and 80s seemed to be more mature than what they thought that they could watch in the 90s so like for thundar which is what we normally do that was meant for kids and there's moments in thundar as adults we're high-fiving going like that was awesome yeah. Whereas in this, you could the, the fact that they de-aged it like that, and then it became infantile. Mm. That's what I mean. It's like you to me, they didn't need to do that. They they could have kept Mummy's Alive being a little bit more mature, a little bit more action packed, a little bit more seriously. As a little kid, I would have watched it because I watched Johnny Quest, I watched Thundar. I just started rewatching GI Joe and stuff again, and as an adult, I'm literally sitting there going like, "This was way more mature than I think I realized when I was a kid." <laughs> like, there's moments in GI Joe where I'm going like, "They're talking about Cobra's talking about going after the anti-terrorist international group that the entire planet goes to that GI Joe gets in for." That's governmental level stuff. That's not little kid stuff. That's a little bit more mature. And as a little kid, I remembered thinking, dude, I almost understand what's happening. I want to go there. And with Mummies Alive, that's what I think I found disappointing. Is instead of going like, dude, great concept. Let's stretch kids a little further. I was going like, they're dumbing it down to a bunch of um, disco magic stuff. (laughs) To yeah. make kids laugh to buy toys when I'm going like, G.I. Joe did the opposite of that. <laughs> they made it a little bit more mature than you thought kids could do it. Because kids, I think, fundamentally want to go, I want to I get there. And so they're like, 
let's make this easy for them to chew on. That's what got me about the show is they went to me the wrong direction. Oh, you you talk about how the older cartoons were a little more mature and they started, you know, um, being more for littler kids. Um, There's, I don't know how much Gem and the Holograms you guys have seen or watched. <laughs> a little seen or, bit. Seen or watched, or, bit. you know, either, either way. Um, but um, uh, there's, there's an episode where the misfits are going after Gem and the Holograms. And Gem and the Holograms are on a, on, a, on a boat. The misfits are on a boat. The misfits sink that boat. I mean, they legit like tried to murder everybody on this boat. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I was watching. I had to rewind it. I'm like, you just trying to murder these people? Like, not like, oh, we gotta get you. Let's get you on tax fraud or something like that. No, no, let's drown your asses. So I'm just like, oh my god, this just is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you know, now you've got you know a lot of stuff. You know, there could be like adult jokes in there that you know you might have to get. But as far as like more adult um, situations and yeah. like violence and stuff like that. It's just, it's just, it's just not really there. Yeah, I think with a lot of the, th- this is my theory. With a lot of the '90s shows that we were watching, we were seeing the result of the '80s, uh, basically the the '80s um, fun purge, <laughs> because that's when we started getting the, um, the the Tipper Gore stuff, the Nancy Reagan stuff of cartoons are bad comic books are bad this stuff is is going to warp your kids minds um mm. the we started getting the dare projects coming into the schools which did absolutely yeah. nothing for for a lot of the stuff and we started getting all these safety me- basically putting foam like foam core and, and all this safety crap all yeah. over the 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 mentality of of children of ruining, us. ruining yeah. childhood and so yeah. Uh, we a lot of that stuff that we saw in the 90s is a result of that stuff because a lot of those people who were like teens or, or older teens or younger people were becoming the animators of that time period in the 90s and so uh-huh. a lot of that stuff was starting to was bleeding over um and they were because like again when you're making the product you're doing at least two or three years beforehand and so they were still dealing with a lot of the stuff from there uh one of the few um uh what's to say several of the few cartoons that were breaking that mold Batman anim- animated series yep. completely broke a lot of the standards and practices why it was of, so good. Yeah, of that time period because they were just like, you know what, screw this, we're going to do how we're not going to show complete graphic stuff, but we're going to do what we want. Uh, Disney's Gargoyles was another one that broke a lot of those, uh, a lot of the safety that's on there. Which my point with that, that actually makes has a connection to Mummies Alive. <laughs> the writers for the third seasons of Gargoyles were actually mm. the writers also for Mummies of Li- Mummies Live, which oh, kind of okay. explains why it's so weird and off the I, wall. <laughs> I, I kind of I get a little bit of that because you've got this, you know, you got this team of, um, you know, completely different. You know, you get the big guy and the skinny guy, and you know, you get the female character. So you've got like almost that same uh, yeah, dynamic. Yeah, the team the trope. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it was um it. it like bringing in the um, the writers, it's like when when I saw the 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 writing duo that was responsible for or part of responsibility for the third season of Gargoyles, I'm like, okay, that one was the season that we don't talk about <laughs> when it comes to that, <laughs> that show. And then seeing that they did Mummies Alive, I'm like, I can see why the writing wasn't so great because they they were they were very good um, children's 
program writers. Yeah. They were not good all ages action writers. Mm. And to, and that's what Mummies Alive was to me was it was it again as we keep saying it was a very good concept just that when they had to pull it back yeah. for children they brought these people on. And you know what good for them they did a they did a good show that lasted way longer than a lot of shows were doing at that time period. Mm. But again, um just not well executed for the sake of the time for the sake of the um the the people who were actually watching it <laughs> because yeah. when i remember when i remember watching it it was coming on at a time where a lot of kids a lot of the target demographic wasn't even wasn't even there to watch mm-hmm. i remember watching it at like either like super early in the morning mm-hmm. or like mid mid afternoon this is because we had yeah, i like it was had like a college student yeah, time it yeah, wasn't we like, like yeah. Elementary school kid time. Yeah, it was, yeah. and I think they when they initially started it, it was on that um the I want to say it was the the Fox Kids like their afternoon, their after school stuff like that. Sure. But it was yeah. like coming on either right first thing or right before then, so a lot of kids weren't even yeah. watching it. Um, it was it was in it was because um, it was only one season, but that that season when it aired, it was in syndication, so it was on a, a lot of different platforms at the time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it, de- it definitely it definitely reeks of like the the Fox Kid afternoon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <For> sure, <laughs> you definitely get that. <laughs> yep, and and it was it was fun for what it was and what they yeah. attempted. I just really wish that they had the ability to to push it a lot more. Um, yeah. I want to. I would, as we said, I would love to see it remade today by today's standards. Yeah. It would be really. I think they'd really do a good job on it. Yeah. Now, what would you guys like to see? Would you guys like to see? Um, a, uh, a redone animated series, a live action series, or a animated movie, or a live action movie. I'd like to see a short run, really well done animated series, like mm-hmm. not not a full extended, just probably like, like a, a Netflix series. Yeah, like just a mini a mini yeah. run. Yeah, yeah, so like have like five or six episodes. Um, For example, what I see is GI Joe was at its best when it did the set mini series of we're doing this mm-hmm. we're doing mass device we're doing weather dominator we're doing serpentor mm-hmm. you know and they had a boom and yeah. then it was really condensed it was everything that needed to happen it was a solid admittedly sometimes not perfect but yeah. solid five or six episodes boom and then they were like the next five or six ones are like oh now we're doing this instead of going on well, we're just going to do episodes and see what happens. That's what I think would be best for a lot of shows. And for like mummies, it'd be great. Cause like the first five, six episodes could be like the beginning of everything. So you're seeing like, it's not just, we're going to intro them in one episode and we're done. We yeah. could go do a whole buildup of this kid's life. Yeah. And then, you know, then he stumbles across the mummies and the, the weird stuff starts happening and they give us some mm-hmm. time for some flashbacks so you go like this is what happened we've lost the prince you know yeah. and then we were mummified to follow him through time you know <laughs> and then at the end of that there's a whole you get just enough of a conflict where you're like it's the bad guys you know and then there's a good solid conflict and then the next mini series is now we're into the conflict with the bad guys so you could really get like a good three to six episodes of boom and then right. boom, so you get these like tight adventures, you know. And... Yeah, I feel like this episode, um, uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Huxley, episode twenty-eight. <laughs> I feel like, even though there's just one season, um, I'm sure there was like a overarching, you know, the bad guy, the 
the big bad. Um, this was like a, a filler episode. Yeah. It has, you know, other than seeing the bad mummies at the beginning, and we don't see them again for the rest of the episode, you know, we're just dealing with an isolated incident, yeah. um, which is Mr. Huxley, which is, um, you know, that's kind of how, like, a lot of shows went. You'd have, you'd have, like, your main story episode, and then an episode would be a filler episode. Oh, no, I lost my lunchbox. Oh, what happened? <laughs> I don't know where my lunchbox is. You know, and then you cut back to, like, oh, the big bad guy's got a new plan to, you know, rather dominator, you know? So it's like, this definitely reeked of, uh, <laughs> of like, just, just filler episode because oh, yeah. like I, said, I didn't know who the, ba- like, they're, it's, because it starts out with the car chase and it's, it's <laughs> apparently the, the bad guy's henchman and then we don't see him again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, just, now, it's Mr. Huxley. Now, to give new cartoons a lot of credit, over time, the filler episodes have been getting much, much better. Because mm-hmm. I think they realize that now's the time where we can fill you in on a character really well, or fill you in on an idea that is reflected later on in the major storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the filler stories for Steven Universe, for example, really did well, where they were like, no, no, here's this relationship uh, situation, and then we're really going to juice in this weird side adventure that happens. In the old days, you'd sometimes just get something so random like this, where you were like, yeah. were, were you, were, was, was this standard practice? Did just no one think to actually try to incorporate <laughs> it into the rest of the show? They you just know, needed a PSA episode, that's all. <laughs> you know, like, like it's a PSA episode. <laughs> and so maybe you could get away with a, 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 a sort of the old style series where it had an overall running thing with a bunch of maybe it's gotten better maybe you could just run a normal show again Mm -hmm. um but that was the thing when i was a kid i think i was a bit of a a cartoon snob when i was a kid (laughs) because i had high expectations for shows and then when they didn't pull out i was just going like yeah i didn't want to be like a nerdy snot you know but i you just get to a point where like no this is my hobby Mm -hmm. don't treat me like i'm a toddler i realize this is a kid's show so it's family entertainment. So I'm yeah. not thinking it's for toddlers. So I have an expectation that it won't suddenly get hyper dark and serious, but it also shouldn't dip down into the, oh, look, baby, it's our magical. And you're like, oh, my God, just <laughs> get on to a real story here. If, yeah. You want to know how much I I was a cartoon snob when I was a kid. You know how much of a, of a snob I was? I actually. I do. I still yeah, I, need to <laughs> I actually still have the notes somewhere. I actually took notes of which episodes were done by which animation companies and oh, what yeah. um like what order they came in so I knew what to expect when they would replay them in sequential order and like next I would take the notes of dates and all that. So like okay, in the next three months they're gonna start replaying it over again so I can rewatch this episode again and I know mm. if this animator did this, this voice like and I actually took notes when I was like like what, 10, 11, yeah. 12 years old. That's how much of a cartoon <laughs> snob I was. <laughs> I, I, I think I was more of a story snob because I loved animation and design and everything, mm. but it just never, it's like if you had really, really great animation, but then the story sucked, it was kind of like, oh, yeah. that's sort of like a crap piece of cake with really good frosting on it. Yeah, I, I want good frosting and good <laughs> cake. I want it. But how often did that happen, though, a really, really good anima- animation with bad story? How, how well, well, for example, um, and this is not me trying to slam on Disney, 
But Disney would throw all this effort into a lot of their animated movies, like craftsmanship-wise. Okay, mm-hmm. And then you'd hit this point where you're going like, that. And it was okay. It usually wasn't terrible, but it was also like, wait, that that's what you're doing? Okay, like, more, there's these, like, like, tre- like to me, okay. Treasure Planet, I cannot watch that again, because I kind of went, yeah, that's it? You went through all that effort to do all that artistry, all that design work, all that time, mm-hmm. and you spent 15 minutes on the script? See, I, I love... The cheap part? I love Treasure <laughs> Planet, so I, I, I gotta, I, that, that's, that's Are, one of those ones No, that's where, fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, we can I, disagree. Yeah, I mean, and I, I agree. The story was the story was lacking. Yes, and I will say that's it's, my point. Like it was lacking, <laughs> but I, but I forgave it for the sake of I, I didn't. Yeah, again, I. That that's that's yeah yeah. <laughs> I did. I, I, I'm sorry. That's that's the when I look at somebody going like, we have a hundred million dollars to make a movie. The foundation of the movie is the story. We're going to spend $25 out of the $100 million to get the script made. And then we'll figure it out as we go. It's like, no. Yeah. We're going to spend $50 million on the star, $50 on the script. Yeah. No. Get rid of the star. Spend more money on the script. Bring yeah. in talent that's not so famous that can do at least as good of a job. Yeah. The story, to me, is king. And then... You know, everything, if the story is good, that means the characters are good. That means the ideas are good. That means the setting is good. You're good if the story is good. But if you go, meh, story, but we got the greatest Japanese animators. We got the newest designer from South America. We've got, we've got, we've got, we've got these great voice actors. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if the script sucks. That to me is the foundation of it. If the story is good, you're good. Then you really have to go out of your way to mess it up at that point. Yeah, see, I'm I I love a good story, but I've I've forgiven a lot of bad script writing for the sake of good art, yeah. good good design and good production. I was I'm a bit more forgiving when on that than you are. Um, but there's been times where I've seen some stuff. I'm like, wow, this this story sucks. <laughs> like even, even with all the 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 fluff put on, they're like, you know what? I can't get past that. And it, for me, it's mainly comic stuff that that happens to. Mm-hmm. Uh, occasionally with animated stuff and all, but but yeah, but yeah. Back onto the sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Like the, the tangent. <laughs> hey, <up>. we're <laughs> we're approaching two hours. Why not? Hey, it's been a good episode. Yeah. Um, I'll just put my two cents. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, what's your opinion? Sorry. Man. I can. I can. You know, I can forgive a good story as long as if like what I'm seeing is 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 blowing my mind. Just like the Transformers movies, like stories suck. <laughs> but the B- Bumblebee was good. But but like I just love seeing you know big giant robots beating each other up. You know, it was it was just a lot of fun. I love seeing. Um, oh sure, yeah, no. Um, doubt. the even the second. Um, second uh pacific rim movie i don't know if you guys saw the second one i haven't no, seen it the story was better than i thought it was gonna be um but like you know the monsters and stuff seeing all that was just 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 like oh you know, <laughs> i love a good popcorn movie so i guess yeah i guess well, i can forgive uh story if it's a don't good think that i'm judging yeah. a good popcorn movie because i'm yeah. not all, all i'm asking is is that if you have a roller coaster ride of a movie mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I love the Marvel movies. Those are not Shakespeare. Those are not even close. Yeah. All I ask is, is that you walk in and you go, is the basic idea good? And right. the, the Transformers movie, decent idea. Are the yeah. characters good? They're good. So it's not, I don't think the Transformers movie story sucked. It's just, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't <laughs> like a, what I'm talking about is when you just get to a point where you're going like, that's it. You're going to, that's it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Um, I would love to. I would love to see. Like, I don't know who necessarily would own the mummies concept at this point. Deke, I don't know if anybody owns Deke. Well, here's the yeah. funny thing: is just start over. Like, like I'm trying to. Um, I just finished up one of my short stories, hmm. and I'm continuing on to my other books and stuff, and I'm constantly trying to generate other like IPs. Hmm. And one of the IPs I was thinking of, I'm like. I could square off, rip off Mummies Alive. I yeah. mean, completely rip it off. And because it would be taken more seriously and a couple names would be changed, mm. some people would be like, this is kind of like Mummies Alive, but it's not because, you know, there isn't this weird sort of stuff happening in it. They're like, right. oh. And so the, people would be like, it'd be completely different just because yeah. you took it seriously. Yeah. And yet you would basically rip off the idea. That's kind of like... Don't even bother. It'd just be like, yeah. I mean, the name isn't even very good. Mummy's Alive is a terrible name. <laughs> no, the it should idea be, is good. <laughs> you it, know? Should be, it should be Prince Presley and the Obelisk of Disco. <laughs> just go from there. Prince and Presley the and the something, something, something. And Prince Discobolus. Presley and the, and the of time. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's bad. Discobolus, that's bad. And the Discobolus. <laughs> and the Discobolus. Oh. You just get a you get a mirror covered obelisk in the background rotating yeah. with like the disco light coming off of it. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing a live action like movie like trilogy. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty it'd be pretty cool to see what they could put behind that. Like yeah. I'm getting like a little burnt out with like Netflix series, even though they do have really good production. I've seen a lot of good stuff and they keep turning out a lot of good stuff, but I would like to see just like a straight, you know, like a good movie company take that on. I think that'd be pretty cool. Like legendary or something like that. I think that something like that would be really, <clears throat> do really good. Yeah. Cause um, back in the old uh, justice league unlimited series, they did like a, something like this, where they had that hot girl and uh they did a whole storyline where uh she's reincarnated off of a character from back then so i mean the story structure is actually really similar and it was a good story it was a star crossed right you know uh, was that was it star crossed i'm 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 blanking right now but it might have been that but they basically did the mummies alive story in a fashion but it was with hot girl and uh green lantern and uh, the villain was the shadow, or I think it was the shadow. Anyways, um, so I know for a fact that what they have here is good enough to do, like a movie or a series of movies, if taken. And I actually think they should keep some of the cheese. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think that honestly, if they have one moment where the mummies turn around in like all their redesigned glory, being taken very seriously with dramatic lighting, and one of them just goes, "Let's kick touch." I just yeah, like, I was just gonna say that. I would I would actually go like <laughs> I would too. I'd be like, yeah. Let's kick tight. 
<laughs> All right, I just looked it up. Uh, who owns like the, the the majority of the cartoon VIC cartoon library is owned by Wild Brain, which used to be DHX Media. Uh, who uh, and DHX Media actually was responsible for uh, has well a lot of the Hasbro titles and stuff. They actually they were actually animated the uh, the past um, uh, My Little Pony series, the G Four series. Oh, okay. So okay. yeah, they they did a, a bunch of Canadian stuff because they were a Canadian company. So yeah. apparently, uh, they got folded into DIC was acquired by a group called Cookie Jar, uh, <laughs> and then as 2021, most of the DIC library is currently owned by Wild Brain. Hmm. So they own just a ton of the DIC stuff, um, and apparently, a lot of that stuff included um, the American, well, not the, but the um, uh, English dubs of like Sailor Moon and Saint Seiya and Speed Racer X. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, yeah they yeah they, I hope they do something because I mean they gotta if 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 I'm thinking, what they have they have an entire huge catalog because I mean they, yeah they do I just I just typed up uh, a few things that in my notes but I had actually written down like quite a bit and that even that didn't cover, even didn't cover most of it there were other things I didn't mention so they've got they've got quite a library that they could really do something with oh yeah yep yeah. Well, hopefully, let's write to them. Dear, bring, <laughs> dear Deke, bring back dear Deke. mommy's alive. <laughs> I like really... to be the mummy cartoon. I like that mummy cartoon. <laughs> Give I... me more mummy cartoon. <laughs> I do have to laugh though. When I was a kid and I'd watch Inspector Gadget, I had I chuckled because they had to properly pronounce Deke. So they wouldn't be saying dick. <laughs> that, that too, I was, like, I, was like, I was like, out of everything, why D-I-C? Like, why? why? I need more dick entertainment. <laughs> it's pronounced deke. What? <laughs> oh. Stop being a deke. <laughs> Stop being a deke. It's called uh, Diffusion Information Communications is what it stands for. Oh. <laughs> well, that's just lame. Let's just stick with dick. Well, it was formed, <laughs> it was formed in France. I mean, it probably translates something different over there. <laughs> oh. Meanwhile, the French guys are going like, it sounds enough lot like penis. <laughs> <laughs> we probably shouldn't oh. call it that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <Le> so, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, mommy's alive. This was... <laughs> This was a this was a this was a trip. I'm glad you brought that up because, like I said, I I haven't thought of that probably since the '90s. I you you don't see I don't see any memes no at all. I don't see anybody mention or bring this up at all. You don't see any like um, fan art. I I've no. I've seen zero of this series. So it's nice that we are are bringing attention to this. Yeah, and, and I didn't suggest it because I was a fan of it. Because to be honest, at the time, the show pissed me off. <laughs> but it pissed me off because I really liked the idea and I saw what they right. were doing with it. Right. And it's kind of this neat little moment in animation history where you go, this was weird, right? It was like sort of this weird like combination of inspired talent and a toilet flush at the same time. <laughs> You're like, 
Like there were good designs, there was good moments, the concepts were good, and then mm-hmm. the rest of the time, and you were like, "What is happening?" Uh, it was, uh, yeah, I would love to, um, you know, revisit this again a little more at some point. Watch a few more episodes just to see what what else exactly is going on in the show. Because, like I said, I, I watched this episode and that was it. Um, I'd love to see the first episode to see you know how things started um yeah because uh, the, the story actual story of it would actually be a little it would probably be interesting to go over because i only caught little bits and pieces mm-hmm. and it was always just enough to go like you're teasing me but then you keep ripping it away um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah because like i i would imagine that you know they made one season they probably maybe had planned on a second season so it probably doesn't like end with them like defeating the boss and i guess living undead happily ever after i guess (laughs) i don't know what would happen at that point but uh and and what what happens with a a reincarnated you know egyptian prince after he grows old and then dies again does he get reincarnated again or (laughs) like you know is is he baptized is is there something (laughs) weird going on there you know like who like do, do they return to Egypt and invade the country to reestablish the Egyptian kingdom? Oh, there we go. Okay, I mean, there's so. like all these weird questions where you're like, wait a minute, yeah. are they going to try to restart ancient Egypt and they have to push the Egyptian government out of the way? Might as well. I mean, that's because he's the pharaoh. Can... Yeah, with magical yeah. mummy soldiers. <laughs> if, if, if he were to. You know, show up back in Egypt with his his mummy crew. Could he just be like, "Yo, this is mine, y'all, scoot"? <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like, "We're a democracy now. What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and what about this kid's parents? You know, like he's got parents too. I would assume. I don't remember adopting or. Them. Well, yeah, they yeah. were. Yeah, his, his mom made a couple of appearances. His mom was a curator in the museum. Okay. And so oh, okay. She, that's that's okay. one of the reasons why he's he's where he is because yeah, his mom actually mm. works where mm. they are. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't think his mom knows about them. At least the episodes that I watched, I don't know if they like eventually reveal the secret or something like that. But mm. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering, like, you know, if she knows what's going on and all the crazy. Why are you out so late every night? Are you doing drugs? No. <laughs> I'm doing obelisk. (laughs) Take a hit off this obelisk, Mom. It really put the disco in you. (laughs) Disco, I love disco. Let me let me introduce you to somebody, Mom. (laughs) Maybe 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 she's a single parent. You know, I kind of feel as if this one should have had like ABBA playing in the background. Some really knockoff Abba. <laughs> be great. Oh man. Yeah, that that that's that's was I think they they made the fail is when they went to the club. How come they weren't like in some kind of like disco club as opposed to some like weird offshoot Studio Fifty Four biker joint? You know, <laughs> like why didn't you have like an actual like club club? I'm guessing it was too much to animate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to you can't animate that many people and that many flashing Light, lights. They were, and they were already yeah, well budget. <laughs> I mean that transformation sequence. You know that just. Blew yeah, everybody that, out of the water. 
Well, they, they paid a good money, a, a good chunk of that. So they just, re, they literally used that like several times throughout the episode. So there was yeah. one, I think at least like either two or three times they used it. That's usually used at least oh, wow. once in, epi- one ep- in every episode that I've seen. And, and when I think about it, they really didn't do much in this episode. No. <laughs> Excuse me. They transformed. They chased after Disco Stew a little bit. Didn't even really like, there was no fighting. There was no other than, you know, blowing up a car full of people in the beginning but other than that there really was no like busted you know, school property <laughs> breaking breaking into a school destroying school property yeah, yeah all that good stuff you you do know what their fighting style is right Hutfu. <laughs> Egyptsu. Egyptsu. <laughs> no joke seriously no that's what it's called that's yes. what it's seriously called yes they, they fight in the egyptian in egyptsu style yes seriously egyptsu yes. <laughs> see the jokes are so bad oh. that you either want to hate it or love it, love it just wishing they would have done more with it i'm in that category i keep going like egyptsu that is so bad yeah. that i wish you would have made this amazing so oh, I would, oh my god well, then they could open up a dojo, you know, in a just be like, this is a costume. You're going to learn how to fight like an Egyptian mummy. <laughs> and just smack people with your dusty palm. What was the cat's name? Dust, dust, dusty Hotep or something? What was it? Dustimotep. Dustimotep. <laughs> Love it. Oh my gosh! Well, I'm tapped out. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm you. pretty tapped out <laughs> for the episode. Um, not much more I can talk about. Mummies alive. Um, I'm shocked been, we got this much. I I, I knew it was going to be a bit longer, but I I, I didn't think it'd be uh, it'd be this much. But a lot of good content to chew on for anybody watching. Um, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I, you know, Halloween's my favorite time of year, and I wanted to do something somewhat spooky. And somewhat relevant to the show as well, so I'm really glad you you were able to bring up this nugget, yeah. and uh, we were able to talk about this because this was this was fun. It was a good show. If you guys get a chance, I, I think I just checked earlier. All the episodes, I might be mistaken. I think all the episodes are on YouTube. Hmm. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's like from the company or what, but I just you know typed it in YouTube. But all the episodes are streaming on on YouTube. Just gotta look it up. So if you guys want to go check it out, go check it out. Enjoy it. Um, go back to the 90s if you were alive in the 90s. But <laughs> some of you guys might not have been. <laughs> we're, uh, we're getting up there. <laughs> getting up there. We're getting up there. Um, but yeah, uh, my name is Jay with Retro Pop Gaming. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and right here on YouTube. And where can we find you guys? Uh, Super Secret Project X at supersecretprojectx.com. We're also on Twitch. We do uh, uh, live streaming every Sunday at about 5. Uh, 4 o'clock Central. Uh, 4 o'clock Central. I'm sorry, no, 5 o'clock Central. Clock Central. Yes. (laughs) Um, We're steadily getting product pumped out. Uh, What what do you do on these live streams? Uh, We we draw classic (laughs) cartoon characters and discuss the shows. (laughs) Uh, last week was a weird one because we did Jace mm. from Space Ghost, and Jace is a douche. 
So we mostly make fun of Jace um, because he's a terrible character on Space Ghost, and I'm fairly certain he's the first one to turn traitor. Um, so we, we don't necessarily always talk positively about the characters. I was challenging myself with the character that I hated. <laughs> it can make for some good conversation. It doesn't always have to be positive. <laughs> and so, yeah, so, so we just basically talk about the shows and stuff and BS while we do cartooning. So We also have a Super Secret Project X Facebook group. Um, and we have a YouTube channel, basically streaming from the Twitch channel. So, yeah, we're on there too. Yeah, we get a lot more people on Twitch than anything else. But, you know, it's not that I can blame anyone. We don't have a lot of product right now. So, we're just is that, that's, just, that's just twitch.tv. Is it just slash Super Secret Project X when we're yeah. in? Yeah, we're, we're the only super secret Project X on Twitch. Easy peasy. Um, yeah, easy peasy, exactly right. I think there's other super secrets whatsoever's on there, but we're the only hmm. super secret Project X, so. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, happy October. Happy Halloween. I hope you guys are having a spooky season this year. And, wow, that just covered my complete face. How did I ever do that? <laughs> um, happy October. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween, guys. We'll see you next time with episode four of Thundar the Barbarian right here on Saturday morning. We out. Have fun. I feel too excited. I got a little too excited. <laughs>show right like part of it's really awesome and then part of it's like they just I, it feels like they had a great idea then started making wrong decisions yeah and that's that's pretty from what i remember that's pretty much what happened well beside the wrong decisions is yeah when they <laughs> decided to do the whole let's make it for um let's skew it towards the younger audience they really just had to they had to backtrack a lot of stuff and so they made a lot of weird decisions as far as writing and content and all so yeah, it just kind of just, they, they, I don't think they knew what to do with it because it was just like, okay, we have all these plans for this stuff, but we can't do this stuff. So let's just make it as silly as possible and not make it so we, we scare kids because it is talking yeah. about creatures and all this stuff. So we got to make it kid friendly, but we got to make it fun. We got to make it action, but not too much action. Well, see, see, what I mean is, is one of my favorite Johnny Quest episodes is the one with the mummy. Mm. And the mummy in Johnny Quest is horrifying. And it's not horrifying in a run at you really fast. It's a dried corpse moving around in the shadows, oh. hunting people down. Yeah. So there's this great bit where the main characters are doing their conversation about the plot and what's going on. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, they're like, they're like, yeah, like there's a mummy moving around. And then it zooms in on the window in the background in the shadows. The mummy was staring at them. And it was legitimately like a, <laughs> with no eyes just <laughs> like it was listening to them the whole time so there were like actual like horror elements in this and yeah. it was a real like this is one of the few times magic was in johnny quest it was like a real cursed mummy mm -hmm. and so there's a a shot where race bannon actually spots it and is firing into it doing nothing oh. it's just and it's just it's like it's a real mummy movie you know, and then that's kind of what I mean. And this was meant 
as family entertainment, but that kids could watch. Yeah. And then you compare it to Mummies Alive, and you're like, I hate to say it, but this '60s show with a mummy in it, I'm not saying they should be that. But could I get a little bit more of that in it? So like, they <laughs> yeah. come out of the shadows and stuff, and you kind of mm. get this like, are these the heroes? Kind of a moment, like, oh my god, what is this? Well, they keep talking about like, oh, we have to be secret, and you know, people can't find out about us, blah blah blah. But then they're just out walking around on the street, about, just well, in broad daylight sometimes. Yeah. Well, they and <laughs> they do the Ninja Turtle disguise thing. They actually like put on pants and like hats and coats and stuff they do yes to go out into and they have when they have to go out into public they actually wear clothing but it's funny because they still have their bandages wrapped around their face (laughs) and i this just popped into my head and i feel so stupid for not mentioning this the the name of their car and i don't know why i just i forgot forgot about it it's called the hot (laughs) raw The hot raw, like yes. R A hot raw. Yes, oh they they called the hot raw. <laughs> I'm glad I'm still recording. Oh my gosh, I gotta clip that back in there. Oh my goodness, I the hot raw. Yeah, just... yeah, just do a shot of the freeze frame of the car with the words. It's called a hot raw. <laughs> this um, this right here, I'm gonna show you. This was the the introducing artwork for the original show. Yeah, that's show. pretty good. Yeah. That was the introductory artwork for the show. And oh, wow. We had nothing like that. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> nothing quite like that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's closer to what I'm thinking. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the, the, I think that the first three episodes was supposedly like the movie that they're going to release or so. So it actually tells the story oh, of what happened. So okay. they, they brought it as a director video movie or so. Oh, but yeah, okay. that was the actual introductory artwork for it. So. Yeah, because there was a VHS tape that said like Mummy's Alive. I can't remember what the right, right, there's, yeah. a, there's I think there's only one VHS tape and it's like I think it's the first two episodes. So Yes. God, what I, I would have loved say- is if they had no eyes and instead <laughs> they had like jeweled or golden hieroglyphic kind of art of eyeballs. Ooh. And so each of them would have different types of eyes. So you, so you, enough where you could get the eye movement because I get that you need oh. that in the show. Yeah, yeah. But then the ones that are really creepy, give them the ones without eye movement so they just have like gems in the sockets and stuff. <laughs> because that's the thing is you look at the eye and my first thought is, is they wouldn't have eyes, they're mummies. So right. give them, so, so, so get this bit where like the sarcophagus opens up and it gets up and then they open up one of those jars and they pull out like golden eyes or whatever and like stick them in their head <laughs> and then blink and then you get like them like slightly glowing moving so you're like oh wow what is that <laughs> that would be pretty cool do they have magical vision what is that <laughs> here we go here's a brief synopsis of the the, the uh, movie it's or the feature length movie the episode, first episodes uh, the year 1525 BC and a wicked sorcerer Scarab has done away with the Pharaoh's son and his four warrior protectors led by the valiant Jakal. After burying Scarab alive, the Pharaoh out, uh, curses him and to live out 50 lifetimes entombed beneath Egyptian sands. Fast forward to the present day. Scarab is, Scarab's tomb is discovered by archaeologists who unknowingly releases evil on an unsuspecting planet. 
the 3,500-year-old scarab is now living in San Francisco, masquerading as the world's richest man. <laughs> At the same time, Jakal and the other guardians return to life as powerful armored mummies who are still sworn to protect their boy from the treacherous scarab. Soon enough, Jakal finds traitors amongst his ranks as Jakal's reincarnated brother and nephew conspire with Scarab against him. As Scarab wages war with the mummies, a slew of hideous monsters are bent on annihil on annihilating <laughs> well, um, in the world. But the but Jakal and his loyal team of kick tut fighters have some awesome surprises <laughs> under wraps too. There you go. <laughs> Basically, Scarab is Jeff Bezos. Um, by the sounds of it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was to go on like right now oh that God. sounds about right <laughs> oh, that's good. Here are the mummies. Here are the mummies. Mummies alive. 